Ladies and gentlemen, it is here. It is week one of the NFL football season. Yes. Tyler, are you as excited as I am? I'm got a little damper on it from uh, watching that game last night, but I'm really excited. Yeah, I, was, uh, I, I, really I can, excited I can forgive. At least it was real football. Get past it. Welcome to the Washed Up Hasbins podcast. Today we're going to talk about that Bears-Packers game that was a huge letdown offensively. Defensively, it was great to watch, but you know, this is 2019. We don't watch defensive football anymore. This is the new league, and so we all wanted to see a little bit of electricity that we did not see last night, so we'll talk about that a little bit. Then we're going to give you some week one, go through all the week one matchups, give you some start sits, and Tyler and I, who will be giving a, we'll keep a running tally on who has the most correct picks. We'll pick each game, our, our winner, and uh, you know, at the end of the year, we might have a little wager going on who has the better record. It'll probably be me uh, starting off. Go ahead and let you know I started off 1-0. I picked the pack last night. I had faith in in what they were doing on defense and and in Aaron (laughs) Rodgers. Uh, I didn't think that their defense would be that good. Let's go ahead and jump into it. Let's go ahead and jump into it because I can see that uh, you think that that I'm lying here. But really, I knew going into it they upgraded their defense a lot. And I knew that it it wasn't going to be a blowout. And I thought in a close game, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers in a close game. And it didn't necessarily come down to Aaron Rodgers. It really just came down to, in my opinion, Trubisky and the Bears offense just not being good. It it was – I don't know. Do you think that's an indication of this team? Or are they – No, I think they've got a lot of talent. Um, I think it's clear – I think a lot of people expected Trubisky to take a – at least decent sized step forward this year. Uh, there's a lot of people who had um, Super Bowl aspirations for this Bears team, and it just doesn't seem like Trubisky's going to be able to handle that. But that being said, they started off with a loss last season, and Nagy was able to get them turned around. I think they're going to be a much better offense here. Um, you're just looking at uh, shaking some rust off in week one. There's some interesting fantasy implications in that game. We'll start with what was the the key part of the game, and, and that's the defense. Is the Bears' defense going to average 12 points a game? Are they going to average 12 to 15, kind of like they did last year? Or do you expect regression as happens, what tends to happen with defenses? Do you not care? I mean, <laughs> um, I, I expect regression still. Um, I mean, I, I think they did a great job. I mean, uh, Aaron Rodgers has a pretty good line in front of him there. I mean, with Malaga and Bakhtiari, I mean, some veteran guys that, you know, were frankly overwhelmed, and the Bears' defense played great. And uh, I I still expect regression. It's just really hard to sustain the amount of turnovers that they had last year. And while I think they'll remain a top defense, I wouldn't be surprised to see a different defense this year uh, overtake them in turnovers because it's just a matter of things going your way or not. Right, I think back to back years with the the amount of turnovers they had is and and, and I mean the amount of turnovers for touchdowns they they scored a few yeah. touchdowns last year. I mean Khalil Mack alone. Yeah, you, you can't expect that to happen year in and year out. So I do expect a regression from the uh, Bears defense. What about the Packers defense? I I as a, as I said in the opening, big fan of what they did in the off season. I think that they they upgraded nearly every position. They've got a, a great linebacker in Blake Martinez. Jermon Williams played great at corner last night. Their defensive line looked pretty good, especially against the run. I don't think that they are a top five fantasy defense, 
but I think they're definitely a defense you can throw in in, in against in the right matchup and in bye weeks if you do have one of those defenses that's a must start and you know if you do have the Bears defense or the the Jaguars depending on how you feel about them or uh, the Ravens just if you have one of those must play defenses they have a bye week I have no problem putting the Packers defense in there and the the one thing I'd like to see is are they going to force turnovers you know I think that's the biggest thing with defenses in fantasy is can this defense force turnovers I think that's you know, as Cowboys fans, that's what's so frustrating about drafting the Cowboys defense. We have a great defense, yeah, but we don't force turnovers, and that doesn't translate into fantasy points. So, uh, you know, defensively, you know, we, we saw some things last night, but let's go to what the, the big story is. I think the big story is going to be Trubisky and that Bears offense. Is Trubisky that bad? I don't think he's that bad. He forced a lot of throws. I mean, I think that's shown in his number one target only having seven receptions on 12 targets. But uh, it was a lot of him not being able to get through his progressions and just rushing things. Um, And at the same time, he's best whenever he can get the ball out of his hands quick, and that's whenever things are going their way. And he was able to do that a couple times, and it really paid off. But otherwise, he was overthrowing people. He was underthrowing people. He was making bad decisions. I think that it could just be, you know, first game of the season. I mean, there's a lot of expectations. Maybe it's good to go ahead and get this off of your chest, have that bad that bad game, and then there's nowhere to go but up from here. I mean, you only scored three points. So, uh, I mean, you've kind of already hit rock bottom for any expectation for the season. Yeah, I, I personally, I don't have Trubisky in my top 12. I think that this year Trubisky is at best a QB2. I think I don't, I've never been high on him. I don't think he's that great of a quarterback. I think he does have a a an upside with his legs, but we saw after he got hurt last year that he stopped using them. I I don't think Trubisky. I think Trubisky holds that offense back. I think he has weapons. Allen Robinson could have easily had more than seven catches last night. Allen Robinson played out of his mind. He, he was did. open a lot more than he really got and the even, opportunity to. And even you know, you, you look at the running back position. David Montgomery, Tariq Cohen. Don't sleep on Mike Davis. He's a talented runner. Don't sleep. He's a talented runner, and and I think that he he's just another weapon they have on the Chicago offense. Taylor Gabriel, Anthony Miller, Trey Burton when he comes back. There, there's weapons around Trubisky, and I think that's what's holding him back is Trubisky. Did I, Anthony Miller get a target? I don't think he had it. Uh, I think he might have had one target. I but think, Taylor Gabriel Taylor saw Gabriel, most of the. I, obviously, I think you would prefer over Anthony Miller right now. Now Anthony Miller could. Um, Unseat him. I think Anthony Miller. Uh, I think Anthony Miller has maybe had some uh, injury issues bugging him here. You think with the draft capital they spent on Miller, and although they, they did pay Gabriel, but I, I think with the draft capital they spent on Miller, they'd like to see him get going. That backfield I just talked about for the Bears. Same with Montgomery. <clears throat> well, see, and that's what I was going to ask you. <laughs> and I understand the Bears only rushed 15 times last night, so we didn't get necessarily the greatest sample size of what they're going to do handing the ball off. We saw all. Well, Mike Davis, not really, but we saw Cohen and Montgomery used in the passing game. And again, on that throw, that you know, the great 27-yard catch that, um, that Montgomery had, that was a poor throw. It was and, bad. and Montgomery made it. He adjusted snag. to it while running, turned around, I mean, grabbed it, turned, and was able to turn around and look who was coming, secured the ball. I mean, it was, it was everything you could have asked him to do in that situation. And so I guess my question for you, Tyler, is are you starting to – question the ADP of Montgomery and where he was drafted and is he going to live up to that uh, RB2 status or is he you know is he a top 20 guy is he a top I think he was drafted probably you know top 18 top 15 range 
I don't think he's that guy. I think the question here is, you drafted him as your RB2. Is he going to be an RB2, or is he just going to be flex-worthy? And um, I, I think eventually he's going he's gonna to come through as the RB2. He's, um, he's a guy that I think week in and week out is going to lead them in rush attempts, and I think that's we're going to slowly see his quality separate him from Mike Davis and you know midway through the season we'll see him with closer to a full workload or as full as it's going to get in a backfield that's as crowded as that. I think we're looking at a guy that's going to finish probably in the 25 to 23 range. Uh, if he's lucky he'll crack the top 20 but I think that's his ceiling. I think his floor is in the 30s is something we saw last night where he just spends all year in a in a running back by committee but I think that where he ends up is going to be that flex worthy not you know, right on the fringe of a consistent RB2, but not quite there. Well, I'm going to reserve my complete judgment on that. I, I, I'm almost certain he's going to be a top 20 running back, but we haven't seen that Bears offense operate in a really a typical scenario. They're not going to only rush it 15 times a game. So I think until we get them rushing it 25 to 30 times or so, you know, however that comes. I mean, you even had – they were just making stupid decisions. It was like Nagy was trying to just outsmart himself by putting Corderell Patterson in up, yeah. the, up the gut on a third and short. Like it was just stupid stuff. And I think that they're going to go back, look at the tape, and think, "What were we doing? Let's not be stupid here." Like David looked great. Let's get him the ball. His counterpart on the other side, Aaron Jones. He he got what fourteen carries. Um, yeah, not an efficient night, but not an efficient night really for anybody in the game. Other, I mean, you could even say Allen Robinson wasn't efficient because he only caught seven of twelve passes. But. Are you uh, are you Aaron Jones right now? Looking ahead at his schedule, looking at how he was used last night, he was clearly the lead back. Jamal Williams did get in the game, but clearly Aaron Jones is the guy there. What is your thoughts on Aaron Jones with his tough, you know, schedule coming up? Um, what do you, you know, is he a a buy low guy? Is he somebody you want to, you know, stash and you're going to hold on to? Like, what's... Um, I I was I've been in on Aaron Jones past couple seasons. He's had injuries and suspensions and things of that nature in the way, and also Mike McCarthy. <laughs> Mike um, McCarthy was a big problem, but. I think that uh, he's definitely a buy low candidate. You're going to see some people who spent a third-round pick on him, getting frustrated that they've got really tough matchups here for the first five weeks. And I think right there around week four and five is going to be the opportune time to step in and offer him, you know, something that seems good at the time for him. But you knowing that he's got to really cush next, like, eight or nine games after that. And, um, you know, do with that what you will, but I, I'm definitely going to be sending some offers out here in the next couple weeks for Aaron Jones. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, Devonta Adams. It was not a what we would expect out of them, especially after the after last season, the season that Adams had. Uh, Valdez Scantling, he had you know the the more yards than Adams, and it really came a lot of it came on that big play. What is your uh, assessment of the passing game there for the Packers? Well, last season Devonta Adams either had 80 yards or a touchdown in every single every game. game. Yep. Um, so this is 
this is not what you were hoping for for potentially the first wide receiver taken off the board in your fantasy league. He was right up there in talks with Hopkins or Julio or Michael Thomas. I mean, he's right in the mix there, and that's not what you paid for. Um, ultimately, I think, you know, for all these people in this game, Aaron Rodgers is going to be better. Trubisky might not be better, but um, everybody else fantasy-wise – has better days ahead of them. Um, don't panic on that. He's going to be fine. Um, disappointing. Aaron Rodgers, I think, was like 4 of 10 on his downfield passes. That's something that he's usually shown to be adept at. It's going to get straightened out, and everything's going to be fine. I think you'll find whenever they play the Bears again at Lambeau, it's going to be a much different game. All right, let's move into some some week one matchups. We'll start with the the Chiefs and the Jags. Uh, Tyler, one of the top defenses in the NFL the last couple seasons. You know they, they had a little bit of a down year last year, but still built to be one of the best defenses in the league versus arguably the best offense in the league. It's a good week one matchup. I think the thing everybody's going to be looking at the most is Jalen Ramsey, Tyreek Hill. Ramsey shut down Tyreek last year in, in their uh, their matchup at the end of the year, and, and he's going to – He's going to shadow Tyreek all day. What does this do to the Chiefs' offense, and what does this do to Tyreek Hill? Um, well, he just got paid. I, I think there's always that chance, and no matter who's on him, I mean, there's no shot that Jalen Ramsey keeps up with him in a, in a foot race. So if he can get loose in the right situation, he can still pay off for you. You drafted him in the first round, maybe the early second. You're going to play him, but... I mean, it, it definitely doesn't make me feel great about him. I mean, it's, you're going to be relying on that big touchdown. Um, but for the Chiefs offense, ultimately, I don't think it really matters. They have plenty of other options. You're going to have Kelsey. We'll see if Watkins or Mecole Hardman can eat. I mean, Mecole is that guy that they're going to actually want to get a lot of opportunities because they're not going to be able to afford to keep Watkins around next no, year. So no. Mecole, I think, is a guy that if you drafted him or if he's on the waiver wire and you got room, I'd snag him, if not just for the sake of maybe next year if you're in a keeper league. I mean, he may not pay off this year because they are paying Sammy Watkins and they might want to just use him, but they're going to give Mecole pretty op- uh, plenty of opportunities. And it'll be interesting to see what happens with the uh, backfield. I think Damian Williams has the clear uh, hold on it this week, but we'll see how much uh, Sean McCoy eats into it in the coming weeks. Flip-flop there. Jaguars' offense has been porous over the years. New quarterback, new head coach, same running back. How does Leonard Fournette do against the Chiefs' pretty bad defense in its own right? Leonard Fournette's going to do good um, so long as the Jags can – just not get too blown out of the water right away. And I think even still, they want to get Fournette more involved in the passing game, so this might be a good opportunity to try to see that through in a game that might be lost early on. Um, so, If you had to pick one player or one matchup in this game to keep an eye on, who is it or, or what matchup is it? Um, man, uh, I guess the one that I'll be – most interested in just because of the ADP and the question marks around it is going to be watching Damian Williams and how he's used. But the one that I'm most excited about in terms of a guy that, you know, you might get really good value on is DD Westbrook. You stole mine. You stole mine. That's my boy. Boomer Sooner. Big on DD Westbrook. I had him last year. I had him his rookie year. You saw the potential. You saw the chances at the breakout and it hasn't, you know, quite happened. But 
the word on the word out of Jacksonville is that this is the year that DD breaks out. You'd think that with a better quarterback and and a a a coach that's going to move the ball vertically, DD Westbrook to me is a guy that at the end of the year he's going to be one of those guys that is on a high percentage championship teams. You got him late, and you're going to have a, a guy that could potentially be a wide receiver one, fringe wide receiver one, easy wide receiver two every week, and you got him in, what, you know, rounds nine, eight, you know? Yeah, some is even later. Even I mean, yeah, some late. people were just kind of leaving him off the board because it's a Jacksonville receiver, and, and I, I, I'm guilty of that too. I didn't draft him in every league. I did get him in a couple, but he's a guy that I'm that I'm really looking forward to seeing in this week. So who you got, Chiefs or Jags? I got the Chiefs. I have to go with you on that one. I, I expect good things out of the Jags this year, but I don't see them taking down the Chiefs. Second game we're going to go to Atlanta Falcons at the Minnesota Vikings. We go to Minneapolis. We could have a uh, – we got a pretty good Vikings defense and a Falcons offense that is filled with weapons, uh, littered with weapons all around you in the backfield. Their quarterbacks, a former MVP – and they got obviously one of the best receivers in the game, and a another pretty solid guy that also happens to be a, a Crimson Tide former Crimson Tide guy as well. What are you looking at in this uh, this Falcons Vikings game? Um, I mean, for a couple of these matchups, I was just curious and was kind of looking at the over unders. Um, I think this one's going to go over 50, 50 points combined. Um, not that that's exactly where the over-under was set at, but um, I, I think that it's going to be a pretty high-scoring game. I mean, I've got I've got Stephon Diggs. I've got Devonta Freeman. Um, you know, I've got Calvin Ridley. So I've got some pieces that are in action here, and I, I'm not really worried about any of them. Um, with Julio, Dan Quinn has come out here uh, today or yesterday and said that he he thinks there's a good chance that they get a new deal inked for Julio before a kickoff on Sunday. So Julio should be good. Calvin Ridley good. Devonta Freeman looks good. Diggs missed a practice earlier in the week, but he looks like he's going to be fine. Thielen, I mean, Dalvin Cook, you're starting all your studs in this one. Um, I, I think it's going to be an exciting game. I think it will be too. I I really think that that Dalvin Cook is, you know, and a, and a lot of people are putting him this way, especially for daily fantasy players and, uh, they're they're projecting Dalvin Cook to be the number one running back this week, and I, I 100% see it. I think we're going to see him get anywhere from 15 to 20 touches on the ground, and I expect him to get four or five receptions too. Oh, so please. so I'm thinking, you know, that's 25, you know, 20 or 25 touches right there, and we've seen what he's able to do when he's healthy. He's electric. He makes plays. So I expect Dalvin Cook to have a big week. I'd like to see Kirk Cousins. Really, truly, Kirk Cousins wasn't that bad last year. But I'd like to see him be more efficient and maybe hit a few more deep balls, see him just be the kind of guy he was with Washington, where he was a top 12 guy and and you were real comfortable. You didn't have to worry about him like you did last year. Last year, I feel like there was some worry putting him in your starting lineup. But I'd like to see him really come out and make a statement this week. And I think he has the possibility to do so against a, a pretty porous Falcons defense. Tyler, in this game, what do you what what matchup or or what player are you watching the most? Well, um, I think last year, uh, well, in 2017, I think we saw kind of the rise of Xavier Rhodes, and last year, I think he didn't have near as good a year as he did the year before. I hope that Julio plays, and 
that'll be something that I'll be really keeping my eye on. Obviously, other than Dalvin Cook, you know. For those wondering, you know, Julio has dealt with some injury issues this week and throughout the preseason, and he's made some comments. They don't know that if he's going to play for non-injury reason, contract reason. It looks all at this point on, on Friday night. It looks like we're going to see Julio Jones on Sunday, but. Keep a close eye on that because that'll have a, a big effect on Matt Ryan, on Calvin Ridley, and of course on Julio. So. I think I think it uh, it could help it could help Ridley. I don't think Ridley's impacted by Xavier Rhodes' coverage at all. I think Mohamed Sanu would get all of Xavier Rhodes' looks, so Ridley could be a guy that could feast over the middle of the field. Um, but either way, y'all know I expect big things from Ridley this year. It'll be a fun game. Yeah, I think I'm I'm keeping my eye on Calvin Ridley this week too. He's a guy that I passed and faded on in most drafts, but I'd like to see. I just didn't. I'm not high in his role. We talked about that when I said Tevin Coleman will outscore him. I'm a man that can admit when he's wrong, and if if Calvin Ridley you know can burst onto the scene and get consistency, which he didn't have last year, then I definitely uh, would might look to try to acquire Ridley in in in, in, in my leagues. I'll trade him to you. <laughs> Falcons Vikings, who you got? Man, this one was tough. This is one of the tougher uh, calls of the week, honestly. And um, I think it's just going to come down to uh, the Vikings opening it up at home. Um, maybe maybe the defense uh, you know, is able to do some work, maybe get a turnover or two against the uh, Falcons. And while I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping that Kirk Cousins can put it together for the sake of uh, fantasy and we see the Vikings come out on top. Yeah, I think it's hard to pick against the Vikings at home this week, especially with what I you know with that offense bringing Diggs and Thielen and Cook all back. Cook's healthy. They've got a, a decent offensive line. They got Kirk Cousins back in his second year. It's it's hard to bet against the Vikings this week. So I'm I'm having to we're having to stay the same for now. Not a lot of contra- contradictions yet. We're gonna move on to the Titans and Browns in Cleveland. First year, we get to see a full season of Baker Mayfield. He's got his new toy in OBJ, who has struggled with some injury problems. Still Needs hasn't an alignment. Gotten, he still hasn't gotten to full speed yet, so we'll, we'll, that'll be obviously be an interesting storyline. But I think everybody's ready to see if these Browns are going to live up to the hype. What do you think, Tyler? Do they come out and live up to it in first game? I mean, it's not going to be hard to against the Titans, but um... – Season long, I don't think they live up to the hype. I think they're going to be great. I think they're going to be a good fantasy team. Uh, I think they're only a playoff contender. I don't. I wouldn't say they're a Super Bowl contender. I mean, they're a team that I could see. They're definitely – with Baker at QB, they're a Super Bowl contender. Oh. Easy. Baker wins. That's what he I does. Mean, he, he set the rookie, <coughs> rookie record in 11 games for touchdowns. So, I mean, he's going to be good for fantasy. Um I just don't know, man. I mean, there's a lot of hype there. That's a lot to live up to. Well, what I what I don't agree with here is is you talking about them, the Tennessee defense as if it's some kind of slouch. Uh, the Titans defense is not bad. No, um, but their their offense is not going to be great in my opinion, and I just think that the Browns are going to be able to come out. They're all going to be ready to try to live up to the hype, and I wouldn't be surprised if in this first game they deliver. Do you think that OBJ has a big game? Do you think OBJ is you know, comes out and has even even an Allen Robinson game, seven for a hundred, and maybe can sneak a touchdown in there. I don't know that he. I don't know that I would say he goes for a hundred and gets a touchdown, but he's definitely doing one or the other. I think you know he's playing. He's going to be shadowed probably by Dory Jackson. Uh, Dory Jackson 
struggled uh, against shifty receivers like T.Y. Hilton. But overall, um, he graded out pretty well. I don't think that we see Odell crack 80 yards this week. I think he's going to sit. He'll have a few catches, but I think we're looking at a 60, 70-yard game. He's still not at full speed. Touchdown, though? I mean, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't know that he's going to dominate and get a touchdown, but I think that he's going to have an impact, whether it's through yardage or through a touchdown. And I think it's going to be a big question with the Browns all year because there are so many weapons. You've got Njoku. You've got Chubb. You've got Juice. Um, you know, uh, Rashard Higgins is a guy that um, – Antonio Callaway is going to come back from suspension. You know, I, I – I don't know. I, for me personally, I don't see OBJ. I don't think he's going to live up to the hype this week. I think that he's going to be probably wide receiver, you know, 15, somewhere in that range this week. I think throughout the year we'll see him get back in that top five range because he's easily one of the three most talented receivers in the NFL, if not the most talented receiver in the NFL, and the offense is going to be catered to him. But I think with his matchup this week, with him still struggling with the injury stuff, we're not going to see it this week. Well, don't worry about it because uh, 15 finish is going to be better than whatever Devonta Adams did. <laughs> that that actually is is uh, that's a pretty fair assessment there. I don't I don't think he gets any worse than Devonta Adams. Uh, who are you watching this week? What are you looking at for for Titans and the, the Browns? Man, I'm going to be very interested in. Oh, there's three guys really. I mean, I've talked about these veteran tight ends and the impact that I think that they could have. And Delaney Walker's a guy who has just been a model of consistency, and I, I just really hope that he can stay healthy this year. I think he's going to have a pretty decent year. I'm, I'm interested to see how he does in his first game back. I'm interested to see if they actually give Derrick Henry a full workload, and I'm interested to see how Jarvis Landry does as the first time in his career not having the number one attention from the defense yeah I think those are all all fair Jarvis definitely you'll you'll juice Landry is definitely one that I'm keeping an eye on I was kind of high on him he didn't really get to me in many leagues in fact I don't think I have him in any but I I do want to see how he does in that role he'll get more chances out of the slot you know with uh with having OBJ on the outside but for me I want to see if Nick Chubb is the three down back that people are, are projecting really where he started going after Duke was traded, where he started getting drafted, people were expecting him to be a three-down workhorse. He was getting drafted as damn near like the fifth, yeah, fifth, fifth running back. Yeah, really. going above, obviously above Le'Veon. Le'Veon. Sometimes I, I saw Carter. him go. I saw him go before David Johnson a couple times. Yeah, um, you know, I, I'm. I want to know that Nick. I want to see if Nick Chubb. I have him in a league, and and yeah, it, it was one of those things where, you know, he fell to me. Really, if you want to. If you think he's that high, and so I want to see that he lives up to that what where he started going at the end of dra- at the end of the the drafts this year, and that's top five running back. So uh, Titans Browns, who you got? I think Browns. Browns. Yeah, Easy. yeah. Baker Baker all the way. I will probably pick Baker in almost every game this year. I, I don't see myself betting against Baker. Of course you will. Bills Jets. This will be a low scoring game. Two very underrated yet very good defenses. Two second year quarterbacks. With a lot of question marks around them, the best weapon in the game is arguably Le'Veon Bell. No argument. No argument. What do you uh, What do you think of this game? I, I don't think we'll be spending too much time watching it. <laughs> no. <laughs> but what do you think about this game? Um, well, I mean, I, I just jotted down some notes and I said it'll be ugly, but it'll be better than Thursday. Um, <laughs> that's pretty much just where I'm at. So just a notch above Thursday's game, um, depending on what your rooting interests are. Um, 
a couple guys I'm worried about. I mean, you, you drafted Robbie Anderson probably as a potential flex. He could have been your wide receiver too. If you have a couple of more solid guys heading into this week, just with a tough matchup and a calf, you know, bothering them all week, um, I, I'd be cautious about about putting him in there. I've got to start him in a couple leagues, um, so I'll, I'll keep an eye on the game. But it's just doesn't just doesn't pop to me as a game that I really want a lot to do with other than if you drafted Bell in the first round, you're obviously going to play him. And then other than that, I mean. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. I mean, Bell starts, right? You know, yes. Bell has to play. You can't draft that early and put him on the bench. They're in your first four rounds. Odds are they're in your starting lineup. If not, yeah. then you've got a great team. But um, Le'Veon Bell starts this week. Other than that, I'm, I'm not starting anybody in this game. Robbie Anderson is a guy that we're both high on, but he's, he's getting shadowed by Tredavious White, one yeah. of the best corners in the league. So I, and, he, and he's coming off injury. I can't start Robbie Anderson this week. There's other guys Not unless I you find. have to. And uh, I'm, I'm Week one, I don't think you have to. You know, I, I think that there's going to be other options out there to give a shot to than, than Robbie Anderson. Well, in one of my leagues, I didn't draft a receiver until the sixth round. So I mean, Then again, you could be Tyler and not draft a receiver until the sixth round, and you're kind of stuck. So I guess you were talking about yourself there when it, you said you have to. It's a two-quarterback league. so you You're just making excuses you for yourself early, now. And then I went running backs, and then I ended up with Calvin Ridley is my friend. I don't. I don't have Robbie Anderson in that. Like I'm just saying, you could have ended up with Robbie Anderson as your first receiver. Um, but I, I'm also taking a wait and see repro- uh, approach on the uh, Bills backfield. Um, I know a lot of people are high on Singletary. I'm high on Singletary. Frank Gore doesn't die. He's going to start no, off with yeah. the workload. Um, he's always going to have a role. Um, Singletary will get something going later in the season, but right now it's not the game to to go ahead and place your chips on. What storyline you most interested in this week? Oh, man. I know you're big on uh, John Brown and Josh Allen's arm to get it there. I, I'd, I'd like to see how the two second-year quarterbacks uh, develop. I mean, I'd like to see what they can do. I'd love to see them both come out and have a decent game, prove me wrong on this, what I think is going to be a pretty grinded-out, low-scoring game. I, I want to see Le'Veon Bell. Actually, I want to see both backfields. I want to see how Frank Gore and Devin Singletary are used. Is TJ Yeldon. Is TJ Yeldon going to get all the third down work? And then is is Le'Veon going to be treated as a third down back? Does Ty Montgomery get in the way? You know, I, I want to, I'm interested very much so in the backfields of, of these two teams. So who you got? Bill's Jets. Well, I'm gonna go with the Jets. Um, Jets are playing at home. I mean, ultimately I think that they've got the more solid quarterback running back tandem, I think that's going to kind of shine through and guide them to a slim victory. For the sake of argument, because I think this game is more of a toss-up by lean Jets, but I'm going to go with the Bills. I definitely think the Bills' defense is the better of the two defenses, and I think that if Josh Allen can hit a, a deep ball or two to John Brown, they can get on the board that way, and, and I think that other than that, in a grinded-out game, I think I'm going with the Bills. I, I think I, I like the Bills in that grinded out game. That's fair. This is a close one too for me. Honestly, I don't. I don't think that. Like I said, I think by a slim margin, the Jets might pull it off. Less than three, three or less, or less yeah. than four. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, there might only be seven points scored in the game total. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, Ravens, Dolphins. Our next one. We're in Miami. It, on paper, I think it's obvious who we're both picking here. Yeah. But there are some things to watch in this game. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open up here, and, and my, the thing I'm watching most intrigued in in this game is Albert Wilson, Devonta Parker. 
Are either one of these guys going to see 100 targets this season, 150 targets this season? Ryan Fitzpatrick will throw the football, and he will throw it a lot, and he will sling it around, and he'll have games where he has a ton of yards and a ton of touchdowns, and he'll have games where he'll have a ton of interceptions. That's Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's why we love him. That's why he's Fitzmagic. Someone's got to benefit from that. Is it Devontae Parker? Is it Albert Wilson, a guy who might be on your waiver wire right now? And if he is on your waiver wire, he might be someone you look to go pick up and stash. He is going through some injuries right now, you know, injury struggles right now, but he should be fine. And he's the guy who's got the most buzz out of camp. So that's in this game, there's not really nothing else to look at on the Dolphin side. I think on the Raven side, there are obviously some questions as to who's going to run the football the most, but. To me, it's you know what you're going to get with the Ravens. I want to see out of those two receivers, one of them could easily be a top 25 receiver. And if I can get him off the waiver wire right now, because both of them are on the waiver wire. No one's got Devontae Parker and Albert Wilson unless you live in Miami. Otherwise, you you do not have one of those guys on your roster. So scoop one of them up and, or, or wait till after this week. I'd scoop one up now if you have the ability and just put them on there because one of those guys will emerge as a wide receiver too. Well, talking about scooping one up, you have the ability. You, my friend, are someone who does not have that ability in our league with your very interesting uh, <laughs> roster situation. Um, I, I can't. I'm a guy that can't resist some good Devonte Parker hype. Um, every year, I fall for it. I, I've never been one to draft him high, but I'm always a guy who ends up dropping somebody and picking him up just to see what happens, and nothing ever happens. But then again, Jarvis Landry, Kenny Stills, people were always in the way. Um, I mean, yeah, one of these guys is gonna is gonna get a hundred targets. You would think. Um, I don't know. I pretty much spit on the Dolphins' offense, but. Um, well, what about Lamar Jackson and the Ravens? I know you're big on Lamar. What do you think there? Yeah, I mean, I think he has more rushing yards than Mark Ingram this year. Um, that's, wow, that's that's bold. That's been something I've, I've been throwing out there. You know, that's kind of just – that's my thing this year is saying that shocking statement, I guess. But um, I, th- this game, though, surprisingly, I think that Mark Ingram's going to have a good game. I mean, it's it's a, it's a going to be a, a really nice matchup for him. Um, I just think in the long term, uh, a lot of people are interested in Justice Hill, uh, seeing what he's going to do. I just don't know that, you know – after Lamar Jackson gets done all the rushes that he's doing and Justin Hill takes his bite out of it and then they do the rest of their offense, I don't know that there's enough meat on the bone for uh, Mark Ingram to break a 1,000 yards rushing. Well, and, and I think the bigger question for me is not necessarily his yards but his touchdowns. You know, in the red zone, they've got Gus the Bus, they've got Lamar. Um, do those guys – they have Mark Andrews in, in case they want to throw the ball. You know, do those guys, how much are they going to eat into Mark Ingram's use? And the biggest one, obviously, for me is Gus the Bus, is, is how, how is Gus Edwards going, going to cut into Mark Ingram's touches in, in short goal line situations. So that'll be interesting to see. And, and, and the other running back situation is obviously very volatile with Kenyon Drake and Kalen Balazs. Everyone's going to want to know what's happening there. Balazs started to go high when Drake was hurt. Drake's back. Drake's going kind of high. There's not really any answers there. Again, it is the Dolphins. So just something to, to think about. We both got the Ravens in this game. That's an easy one. Dolphins are the worst team in the NFL. Just say no to the Dolphins. <laughs> Redskins, Eagles. This is a big one for us as Cowboys fans. 
Well, in, I'd love to see the Redskins <laughs> pull this one out. We're in Philadelphia. <laughs> Case Keenum starting for the Redskins. Carson Wentz is back for the Eagles. Does not look good for Washington. What are, you, uh, what are your thoughts on this one? Well, first off, I'd like to give a shout-out to uh, Kevin Kenny from our league. Uh, HTTR to him for this game because yeah. uh, we, we'd love to see the Redskins knock the Eagles down a peg for this season. But, um, I mean, really, I just I, I think that the Eagles are, are really just going to grind them down. It, I don't even know that they're going to need to do that much, honestly. I think that they're going to get out to an early lead. And I think we could see Jordan Howard actually have a big game this week before that backfield is settled. He's going to be the guy to start out. He's going to get the first crack at it. Everybody knows that Miles Sanders is the most talented there. But I, I think this is going to be a week that you could see Jordan Howard – Maybe he gets in the end zone a time or two. Maybe he has, you know, 60, 80 yards. He's 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 gonna have he's gonna have a really good uh, a, re- a really good time going this week. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, very interesting to see what what happens with uh, with the Redskins and what they do at running back with Darius Geis and AP. Is AP gonna get some work? Is he gonna get too much work? I expect him to get some carries, but is he going to get too many carries? That's the biggest question. I, I, I hope that guys, I expect guys to have a big year. I think they're going to give him the workload, give him the chance to show himself. So that'll be interesting to see. This game, will, we'll watch this game, obviously. So we'll have a good idea what's going to, you know, what we're, you know, being Cowboys fans, we're going to want to keep an eye on this Is it one. a noon game? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Alshon Jeffrey is a guy that I'm looking at this week in terms of, well, is he healthy for one? He just came up on the injury report today or yesterday. You know, is he healthy? Is he going to play? If he doesn't, you know, or Seagia uh, Whiteside is a guy to keep an eye on. But I, I want to see if uh, if he stands out, stands out in that Eagles passing game. Is he going to be the guy for Carson Wentz? You know, we, you know is he going to be – is he going to be below Zach Ertz? Is he above Zach Ertz? It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think Alshon is a guy that if you've got him on your team, you've got a decent, uh, you you got a decent deal on him in the draft. Um, his his value is just going to be tied to whether Carson Wentz can stay healthy. Um, he should have a decent year otherwise. Moving on, uh, who you got? Eagles, or Redskins, Eagles, Eagles. Moving on, Rams, Panthers. This should be a high scoring affair. Neither de- well, the Panthers' defense is not as as it once was. Rams' offense, best offense in the NFL, and then you know the or second best offense in the NFL, and the Panthers are a, a pretty solid offense in their own right as long as Cam Newton is healthy. So, uh, what are your thoughts here in this one? What are you looking at? Um, well, I mean, Todd Gurley's uh, supposed to not be on any type of a. Uh play count or snap count or anything like that so um i'm just looking forward to them overusing him early on and his knee swelling up and then i'll get to cash in on daryl henderson in uh every league that i've got him in so you're sitting daryl henderson this week but oh, yeah. you, you think that that Gurley is you think yeah i'm starting to wonder if he's gonna go down I, i'm starting to think maybe people are hyping up his knee problem more than it actually was and he might be girly and you got a, a deal on him, especially if you're one of those people that got him in the late you know early second round you know he's gonna be he's gonna be girly he's gonna be good um early on if not well into the season but i think ultimately it's gonna be something that he he wears down he's not gonna be there for you in the fantasy playoffs because if he has been girly throughout the season they're gonna be in a good enough position to arrest him and you're gonna regret 
you're going to regret picking him anyway. What are you most intrigued about in this game? What storyline is are you keeping an eye on? Um, well, you know I'm a sucker for these old tight ends. I'd love to see Greg Olson come back and uh, have a good game in what should be a high-scoring affair. Um, Christian McCaffrey's going to eat. Uh, everybody wants to see what happens with Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore. Um, you've obviously got the trio of uh, Rams receivers. Um, it'll be. Uh, it, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of offense here that I'm interested to see. Not real worried about um, either of the defenses. Yeah, I, I think for me it's got to be that Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, uh, wide receiver battle in Carolina. I I think that they have different skill sets. Curtis Samuel's a gadget guy. Uh, DJ Moore is your outside, you know, prototypical outside receiver. I, I, I need one of them to emerge. I need one of them to kind of step up and be the guy in Carolina, and that's a valuable role. Healthy Cam Newton will with a – this is the most talented receiving core he's ever had. Say what you will about Devin Funches and all them. They're terrible. So, um, you know. Kelvin Benjamin had his year or two. Okay. Maybe just one. Maybe just one. But I think with DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, CMC, it's going to be one of the best offenses the Panthers ever put on the Steve field. Smith? Since Cam Newton's time. Cam Newton had Steve Smith in his later years. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm I think this will be the best offense that Cam's ever had around him, and I, I I need one of those receivers to kind of step up and be a guy who maybe I I go try to get in in some of my leagues. I have Curtis Samuel, so obviously that's who I'd like to see emerge. Who you got, Rams Panthers? Man, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go with the Rams here. I think that the uh, the cream rises to the top here. Um, I think that they 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 are definitely going to be the favorite, even though it's. Uh, in Carolina, I, I just I just think that they're going to cash in on the rest that Todd Gurley's gotten in the offseason. They're going to come out. Uh, Sean McVay is going to have all offseason to have prepared for this matchup. He's going to have some you know fresh plays, whatever. He's going to trick it up. They're, they're going to win this one. Uh, Super Bowl hangover at Carolina. I smell an upset. I'm going Carolina on this one. I like it. I think that, uh, that Goff makes a few too many mistakes, isn't quite himself. And Carolina sneaks one out behind Cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey. Colts at the Chargers. We're in Los Angeles for this one. Jacoby Brissett getting his first uh, start of the season. Didn't expect to see him there two weeks ago. What are your thoughts here on this game? Oh, um, RIP to the Colts fantasy options, uh, at least for where they were being drafted before. Hopefully you drafted after the Andrew Luck news came out. Um, man, I'm really just interested to see how Jacoby Brissett can do. Um, I mean, when, he, we, when we last saw him, he was pretty fresh. He, they had just traded for him. He's had, obviously, all that time to learn around Andrew Luck, learn what the Colts are doing. Uh, you, you'd love to see him step in there and – I mean, he's not going to be Andrew Luck's level, but you'd love to see him step in there and just be competent. They've got one of the best rosters in the NFL, so it's not going to take much. He's just got to, just got to deliver. I know for for you, most you've got you're starting most of the Chargers' offense, and for me, I'm I'm actually down and fading a lot of the Chargers' offense. That yeah. includes Austin Eckler, especially Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson, Philip Rivers. I'm not real high on in this game. The Colts' defense is great yeah and i don't think losing andrew luck makes them not great if anything i think what it does is elevate them because now i see that offense trying to slow things down 
and with Marlon Mack. I, I to me, I'm putting Marlon. I'm raising Marlon Mack in this game. I think he's going to have a great game, despite the Chargers having a good defense. I think he's going to get a ton of work, and so for me, I'm I'm fading off Chargers offense, and I'm buying on on Marlon Mack this week, and. I think we're going to see a three-down guy in Marlon Mack, and and uh, he's going to get 25 touches this week and have Naeem, a great game. Hines, just bye-bye. I think he'll get used. I think they'll, but you'll see him more in a slot role, um, mixed in in the backfield every now and then. But he's not going to take too much away from Marlon Mack. You know, Marlon Mack proved he can be a third-down back two seasons ago. Now he's fully healthy. This is the I think this is the route they'd prefer to go. So I think the thing I'm going to watch the most in this week is Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson, though. Yeah, you got to watch it. I think you you can feel confident starting Eckler this week, but he's not going to have the workload to himself, so that could change as the season progresses. Yeah, I'm hoping that Jackson fumbles. That would be great. I've got Eckler, <laughs> and so I really hope that Eckler emerges there as the, the go-to guy. So who you got, Colts Chargers? I'm going Chargers here. I'm shocking the world again. Give me the, the Indianapolis Colts. I believe in Jacoby Brissett. Uh, just a quick note, I love you, T.Y. Hilton. I'm sorry you're not on many of my teams like previous years, but I think T.Y. is actually going to have a, a good season. Maybe not this game. He's got a tough matchup against the Chargers, but uh, I think I expect the Colts to not have the drop-off that everybody expects. So moving on, Bengals-Seahawks in Seattle. Cincinnati has no chance in this game. <laughs> There's no hope for Cincinnati. I think that if Whatever the spread is, it's I think it's uh, I think it's like seven and a half or something. Buy buy the Seattle at whatever you want. They are not going to lose this game. It's not going to be close. Uh, Joe Mixon obviously I think will he will have a lot of work. He's will another he one of those guys that you're going to start because you you have to. He was maybe your first running back, maybe your first running back if you had to take a receiver in the first round. Um, I mean the Seahawks are going to dominate this game. I'm starting Russell. I'm starting Chris Carson. Uh, I'm I, saying it now. Chris Carson will lead the NFL in rushing this week. This week? I mean, this yeah, week. that's that's a that's very likely. It'll uh, be between him and Mark Ingram. No. <laughs> Mark Ingram will have a good week, but I maybe mean, Zeke. Zeke too. No, he's he's gonna be way too tired. They're gonna be blowing the. We'll get to the Giants. And so uh, <laughs> so really, just this Seahawks Bengals game. There's not a lot of fantasy implications in it. Poop on Andy Dalton. Don't yeah, start you, him ever. He should be on the waiver wire. So you're you're probably going to start Joe Mixon. You might start Tyler Boyd. Uh, I know I've got to start him in one or two leagues. I'm not too worried about it because they've got to throw the football somewhere. They're going to be losing. And so there's a chance that, that Tyler Boyd sees 12 to 15 targets just because they've got – what are they going to do, throw the ball to John Ross or uh, – man, I can't even remember the other guy on their, on their death chart right now. So – I think Tyler Boyd could have a, a big game just by virtue of game script, and that's going to be the case most of the time with the Bengals. And and really what I'm hoping for with Mixon is that I see him get five five to seven catches and makes up for the fact that he's going to have no holes to run through. On the Seahawks side, you're probably starting Russ. Uh, you're probably starting T- Tyler Lockett if you you know if you're yeah yeah that's that's a guy that I I kind of left off my notes here, but uh, I mean you're you're definitely starting Lockett. He was. He's a guy that you might have you might have drafted as your wide receiver too. He could have been your third one, as your flex. But he's a guy that a lot of people are in on this year, and this is a, a, a great time to put him out there when they're at home here. So if he's not locked in, and if he's not locked in your lineup, Chris Carson should be locked in your oh lineup, no question about it. Yeah. This is going to be a big week for him. Um, 
So you got Bengals, Seahawks, Seahawks? Yep, Seahawks all the way. Uh, let's move on to the Broncos and Raiders. Um, this is an interesting one. We didn't talk about it at the beginning because we knew we would talk about it here. Antonio Bryant News obviously taking everything up. I think, uh, Tyler, you're on Mayock's <laughs> side here, right? <laughs> I had actually jotted down some notes on this before the news had come out today that um, Antonio Brown is likely going to play. Obviously, that now has again kind of gone into question with his release of his video, um, having recorded some of Gruden's phone call to him. Um, I noted here, horrible game, F Mayock. Um, I drafted Antonio Brown in uh, our Washington Pazman's League. Now, I've still got Keenan Allen and Stephon Diggs, so I'm really not that hurt about it, but it it's just upsetting. Yeah, I, I'm not excited about this game. I'll probably start Emmanuel Sanders if I have him. Um, you know, if Antonio Brown weren't playing, Tyrell Williams is definitely a guy who I think would have a big week. Other than that, he still could because of the lack of work between Brown and Carr. You have to start Antonio Brown, I think. I oh, think it's hard I, to bench him. I've got – so just quick look at what I'm looking at this this week. Um, I've got Kamara and David Johnson locked into my running back. I've got Keenan Allen. I've got Stephon Diggs. I've got Devontae Freeman, and I've got A.B. So one of those guys is out. I'm not sitting out Keenan Allen. It's between Diggs, Freeman, and A.B., and I think I'm going to go with my receivers here in our league that you get points for receiving first downs and things of that nature. And it's a full-point PPR league, so I'm doing it. Other than that, there's not a lot to talk about in this game. Who you got, Broncos Raiders? Well, I've got the Broncos, man. I think the Raiders are just a, a dump terrible – Yeah, just a terrible situation regardless if A.B. plays or not. I think A.B. is going to come out. He uh, At this point, he's got to come out and have a good game. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, you've got to trust in that. He's a guy that you may have got a slight discount on, but you still got to start him, I think. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Broncos on this one too. I think their defense is better. Both offenses are pretty – Pretty bad, so I'm going Broncos too. Next game, we're going down to the Big Easy. Mm-hmm. The Houston Texans are facing the Saints in what should be one of the most exciting games of the week. I expect it to be high scoring, as does Vegas. It, it, I think it's the highest scoring game of the week. For me, I, I'm looking into that, that Texans passing game and what they can do against the Saints pass defense that was really bad last year, uh, particularly a guy named P.J. Williams, which is why I'm going to go ahead and lay it out there. The guy I'm watching this week is Kenny Stills. No. If Kenny Stills gets work in the slot, he's going to be facing P.J. Williams. P.J. Williams was horrible last year. And they put him in the slot. Instead of cutting him, they put him in the slot. He's going to face Kenny Stills, a guy who has proven that he can you know, break games open with his speed. He's played in the slot. Don't be shocked if Kenny Stills has a great week this week. I, I, I brought I, you that, speechless. That's completely, completely speechless. out of the blue that you would bring up Kenny Stills, honestly. I mean, I expect him to have a role at some point. I think it's a little early. Uh, he's going to get snaps, but I don't really expect him to have an impact on this game. I think it's going to be a great game. I, I, I mean... Watson, as you guys know, is my number one fantasy quarterback this year. I mean, I think that Jared Cook for the Saints, I mean, that's a guy that if you were iffy about starting him, I mean, throw him in there. This is going to be a high-scoring game. 
it's going to be awesome. One of the best games to watch for sure. Uh, I mean, not much else to say. You're starting pretty much anybody that you drafted that's in this game, in my opinion. Yeah, I uh, I think it's going to be exciting. Uh, it, I think the only guy who I probably wouldn't start is Latavius Murray. I, I don't see him playing a big role. What about Carlos Hyde? Not yet. Not yet. Not so, yet. So those two guys are yeah. both guys that I think, you know, Latavius Murray people think might take that Mark Ingram role over. I think that Mark Ingram role was just passed along to uh, Kamara a little bit, and Murray is there just to spell him sometimes or in very situational circumstances. And Carlos Hyde just haven't gotten there. I think Duke Johnson's going to have a big week. Everybody other than these two questionable running backs yeah. are going are gonna to feast in this game. In the Dome, I'm taking the Saints. Who you got? Yeah, the Saints, man, no doubt about it. Um, but I do think the Texans will win their division over wow. the Colts. Okay. I know that's, that's, that's probably fair. have the Colts. Um, Steelers and Patriots, defending NFL champions, are hosting Pittsburgh. Always a rivalry game. Should also be very interesting to watch. It's the Sunday night game, correct? I think so, yeah. yeah so, because, yeah, they're, they're the champions. Yeah. They're It'll be a great game. Fantasy-wise, though, a lot of question marks outside of the big names. You got Juju, you got James Conner for Pittsburgh. You know what you're getting there. You go to New England, yeah, I think the whole team, team is, is a question mark. mark. And that's how it is typically with New England. Who are you most excited about in that game? Man, I'm for, so, for New England. I didn't get him, which is just completely out of character for me. I didn't get him in a single league, and I'm always too high on Josh Gordon. But just all the hype combined with the statement that he released this week, you know, just seems like he's got his head more level than it's ever been. I'm excited to see what he can do this year. I think this is going to be a great game. We're going to watch the New England running back situation, see what shakes out there. But overall, I mean – I think Vance McDonald's a guy that, you know, while Belichick's busy trying to shut down James Conner and Juju, that Vance McDonald could get some opportunities. So, um, other than that, I mean, it's another great game, man. Yeah, I'm excited to see what happens with Sony Michelle. Is he going to get used, you know, the way that he was last year with the 20 carries a game? If so, I mean, he, he definitely is uh, going to get some value for you where you drafted him. Uh, but I, I think that it's going to be a great game to watch. That's the thing I'm probably watching the most. It's going to be Sony Michelle and what work he gets. Steelers offense. It'll be interesting to see who emerges besides you know you know McDonald is going to get a get an opportunity. But there's a second wide receiver spot there that could potentially be uh, a wide receiver two flex worthy play each week. And is it going to be James Washington or Dante Moncrief? So that'll be interesting to watch as well. Who you got? Steelers Patriots. Patriots at home. Yeah, yeah. open it up with a win. I don't bet against New England. I don't bet against no, Bill. Especially, the hooded one. especially not at home. Horrible game. Lions and Cardinals. We're in Arizona. Quickly go over it. I will say Carry on Johnson is the biggest uh, fantasy implication here because uh, – or it should have the biggest fantasy day because the Cardinals' defense is awful against the run, and they were one of only two defenses to give up a rushing touchdown per game last year. The other one was Buffalo. Keep an eye out for Le'Veon Bell there. So Carry uh, on Johnson – um, should have a huge game against the Cardinals. Other than that, obviously, everybody's watching Cliff Kingsbury's offense. Yeah, I'm not going to get too deep out into the weeds on players to watch in this. We all have questions and expectations for the Cardinals offense. Um, I've got some Kyler Murray across a lot of my leagues. I'm big on Christian Kirk. 
I think Fitzgerald, a guy who last year had a down year, but prior to that, while he was still old then, was one of the league leaders in receptions every year. Uh, so I, I expect him to be a part of the offense. Um, I don't expect TJ Hawkinson to have a big year. I like his talent. I like his upside. But, you know, rookie tight ends combined with how Matt Stafford couldn't really ever make Eric Ebron work, not really looking at him. Uh, Marvin Jones is being slept Yeah, I was going to say, without Patrick Peterson, I want to see how Marvin Jones and Kenny yeah. Galladay do, especially Marvin Jones. If he If he can beat Marvin Jones two years ago – you got yourself a draft day steal. He'll be so. closer to that than he was to Marvin Jones last year. Uh, who you got, Lions, Cardinals? I've got the Cardinals, man. Oh boy, you're 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 you're. T- I wanna, I you know, I wanna contradict you here, but I can't bet against Kyler. I'm Dang. going, I'm going with oh, Kyler. Sooners, I have to. I thought man. I had you here. Before no, we carry on. I thought we were going to be different. I, I I just really think that Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury come out and win this one. My favorite game of the week. 49ers, Buccaneers, my boy Jameis Win-Win-Winston is going to have a big week. He's going to be a top 10 quarterback this year, and it starts this week in a great matchup against 49ers. I'm thinking 350-plus yards, four touchdowns, two to Godwin, one to Evans, one to O.J. Howard. Dude! Start every Tampa Bay player you can. Start every San Francisco player you can. What about Dare Ogunbowale? Aaron Ogunbowale should be on your roster. If he's not, you're making a mistake. I wouldn't be shocked if he comes out this week and has five or six catches. I'm telling you, Jameis Winston's going to have a big year under Bruce Arians. It starts against San Francisco tomorrow or uh, Sunday, and I I have no questions about him. I'm starting Jameis. I'm starting Godwin. Godwin's about to have a big, big week. Uh, the, the 49ers allowed the most fantasy points per game to receivers out of the slot. Godwin's going to get used in the slot most of the time. He's going to have his best game maybe of his career. Mike Evans is going to be you know have a great game playing against that corner Witherspoon. That boy's sick. Pretty horrible. So, I, Buccaneers players galore. Go for it this week. Without question this week, we'll talk more further on in the season. But I think, without a doubt, you're starting as many Buccaneers as you can this week. Enough said. I like the Bucs in this game. Um, yeah, they're all going to eat. Uh, that being said, I think that the 49ers are actually going to put up a, a good fight because the Buccaneers uh, aren't somebody that you would think has a good defense. I think this might be the highest scoring game of the week, honestly. I, I could see it too. Start Jimmy G if you need to. He's a good flyer quarterback this yeah. week. Who you got? 49ers, Bucks. Bucks. Very quickly, we're looking at Giants, Cowboys. Big game for us. Really, all we want to see is, is Dak, Amari, and, and, and Zeke. Is Zeke back up to level? He probably won't get that much play. But are those three going to be the triplets or not? You know, I think that's the big storyline for us. Yeah, I mean, I think that Zeke, uh, he may struggle to get more than 20 touches this week, but it's not going to be needed, really. So I think that's going to be more of the issue that he's running up against. Yep. Um, you're going to start him, but they're not going to need him. It's going to be just a complete and total annihilation uh, I think the Cowboys put up 30, and they probably win by 17. I think I can get down with that. Start the Cowboys D if you need a flyer defense. You're still starting Barkley. I think you start Ingram. We didn't do that great defending tight ends last year, and someone's got to have a big role. One guy I'm watching, I think we both are, Michael Gallup. I hope that he uh, can emerge as a solid wide receiver too for us because that's just going to make Cooper more dangerous. Yeah, so. I'm going to keep an eye on him, but definitely not starting him this week. Even though Sterling Shepard is the number one receiver right now for the Giants, I'm going to sit him. You're obviously sitting Eli. Matter of fact, if anybody in your league has Eli on their roster, just go ahead and kick him out. 
And, uh, I mean, that's that's where we stand on that. We're both taking Cowboys. Yeah. So we're going to wrap it up this week. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Washed Up Hasbins. Follow us on Instagram at Washed Up Hasbins. We're going to be releasing some more bios on our league players in the league of Washed Up Hasbins. Also, if you have any questions you want us to answer, matchups, anything like that, hit us up on our Twitter at Washed Up Hasbins. We'll be happy to have you. As for Alec the Avocado Martinez and Tyler Gibson, <laughs> we're out. Have a good one.